0: Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer Will Paul How are you doing tonight, Will?
1: I'm doing very, very well, Sarah. How are you doing this evening?
0: I survived, and I'm looking forward to my Fourth of July break.
1: But, uh, yeah, you you have been really burning it, so at both ends. So I am I am very happy for you, my friend.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: So <sighs> yeah, so looks like. Uh, as far as, I know you're going on break, and let's see, we've got a couple things popping this week. Um, we've got, of course, Spider-Man coming out to look at some things to look forward to. And uh, speaking of Spider-Man, one of his castmates from uh, Avengers Endgame, uh, Paul Rudd, this, uh, looks like he's going to be in the new Ghostbusters project.
0: See, a Ghostbusters project, like, who cares at this point? <laughs>
1: Well, at least this time, all the fanboys won't get bent like they did with the last one.
0: I don't think that's a good thing, in all honesty. Uh, I, I mean, like, the fanboys got bent out of shape because it was all female casting.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and I know um uh, Ivan Reitman's son is behind this project, and I know he's, he's stepped in it a couple times, too, whenever he's called it the – the original Ghostbusters or the, you know, true Ghostbusters or the, that kind of thing. And, you know, he had to, had to obviously backtrack and say how they respected the other project and those kind of things. But, um, but yeah, yeah, Paul Rudd, I guess, uh, was cast and or is in negotiations to uh, be in it. And I guess they, well, announced it on their Twitter page today. I guess he was walking past the iconic fire station where the, uh, Ghostbusters are, uh, um, headquartered.
0: I, I mean, all I'm saying is that I just don't think that Ghostbusters, it, it was, it's not nostalgic for me at all. I'll be perfectly honest. It's not one of the movies from the eighties where I'm like, Oh yeah, remember that and everything. So for me, I, I personally care, could care less. Um, Paul Rudd may bring something to the movie, but I don't, I don't know. Fair
1: enough. Fair enough. Well, and it also we had today, we had the uh, dropping of the uh, Charlie's Angels trailer. What did you think about that?
0: Uh, Kristen Stewart looked like she was having fun in a movie, which, like, I don't think I've ever seen before. <laughs> it looked like it was taking itself seriously, but also lighthearted like mm-hmm. like there was there was a good tone the music i hated personally i did too <laughs> like, why why yeah i, yeah. I it, these, these songs are not working it's not a good mix
1: yeah i felt like am i like watching a promo for a music uh, mtv music video or when it used to show videos or are we trying to you know hype uh, a movie trailer and I completely agree with you. I thought there there was a disconnect between the, what I was seeing, which was a kick-ass trailer yeah. of action and adventure and a spy thriller. And I mean, all, you know, all the things with it, but I found the music distracting.
0: Yeah. I see. I, the way you said that, it made me go straight to our criticism of that birds of prey trailer thing mm-hmm. spot. Um, and so I'm like, well, it wasn't that bad, (laughs) but it, it definitely, it was like distracting and Naomi Scott, like, I still haven't seen Aladdin. I've seen, I've heard her music and I, I've seen her in other things, but for some reason I was fully engaged and the moment she, her character popped up. I don't know if the character she's portraying is she's the right fit. There's something about her. It's like she's overacting the nerdy, oh, my God, the, the naiveness mm-hmm. of it all.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just it doesn't fit right in my mind. Like, everybody else makes sense, but she just, I was like, hmm, I don't know if this is going to work.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it definitely, I, I got that vibe, and I did feel like, When I was watching it, it was, one is, I'm not clear, is this a reboot or is this a continuation?
0: Who, who the heck knows, like, this is a problem, Will. Like, whether it's Ghostbusters, Charlie's Angels, or any of this other stuff that was a thing at one point of time. Like, even Cobra Kai to a degree. Mm -hmm. Nobody clear, like, there's been so many trials of rebooting, re, restarting Creed as another one. Yeah. That that it's kind of just like, why are we doing this again? Like, yeah. there the, the, This isn't the MCU. Not everything's clearly not connected, or it is connected, but in like the most shove shove a round peg into a square hole kind of way. Yeah. I yeah. like did that opposite and. <laughs> <laughs> I did that entire analogy off. <laughs> This is how, this is how much I'm in need of a vacation, guys. Uh. Clearly.
1: <laughs> but point taken, point taken. And, and it does beg, you know, your point does get to, uh, the you know, something that you see a lot of times on social media. I'm not picking on Charlie's Angels, uh, especially given our, this conversation about Ghostbusters, but, you know, is this really a, a sequel or reboot that people are really clamoring for? And I mean, honestly, until I saw this trailer, I, I I didn't even know that there was another Charlie's Angels movie in the works. So it it caught me by surprise when I saw it was trending this, this morning. I was like, oh, there's there's another one. Um oh, but, uh.
0: Oh, pay attention.
1: I know, I know well, I'm usually-
0: For like a year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't say anything.
0: I don't, I don't really care. I mean, now that yeah. there's a trailer, I, and of course I knew about it. Two words for you, sir. Noah Centenale. Okay.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: What? What? He's gonna be the nerdy guy. And, yeah. um, and they showed him. And that kid's career, it's just gonna keep going. Yeah, yeah. Didn't you also say that there were, there was some eternals casting news?
1: Uh, well, rumors at this point, but, uh, folks are looking to, uh, maybe try to bring Selma Hayek on board. And, uh, of course, you know, last week we talked about, uh, Keanu Reeves, Reeves. Yeah, and of course Angelina Jolie's been associated as another A-lister with this project, so, uh, it looks like, uh, about Selma, which actually would be her first time doing a comic book movie, so.
0: Well, I mean, Angelina and Jolie, same thing. Keanu Reeves, same thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, but at least Angelina did do Laura Croft. So she's <laughs> been tangentially related to this genre.
0: That is a, a, um, a stretch, my friend. <laughs>
1: hey, work with me, work with me.
0: <laughs> oh man. All right. Speaking of stretching, let's head over to Krypton because this is why we're here. I've literally finished watching the episode less than an hour ago. Uh, season two, episode three, Will to Power. Um, a lot of brainiac. A lot, of this Brainiac. Episode. a lot of Brainiac. And, and sir, you know the, what, what comes to mind when I'm watching this episode is I'm thinking to myself, why the heck have we, we've been wasting our time with Zod in all of these Superman movies when Brainiac is a really interesting character who for somebody like me who's been f- removed from the franchise and just I've I've seen the movies. It's not my thing. Um, I've watched Smallville, and and I like I like everything. I'm always in like with Superman. I'm never in love with it. Mm -hmm. Brainiac is a villain where there is some. Now, granted, as soon as I pose the question to myself, I think about a lot of the similarities this character possesses to some other villains and other franchises. Yet still, this whole, the big part of this episode where it was Seg in his mind, in Brainiac's mind, Brainiac in Seg's mind, and that whole dynamic was really interesting for me.
1: It was. It was. And I, I really liked the way... I mean, we've had th- three solid episodes now on Kulu, and the... Continuing arc through a thread through that, whether it's Brainiac or Lobo, um, is, they just need to center the action on that. I mean, the stuff going on back in Krypton, to your point earlier about Zod and everything, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it, I mean, it's there, but the more interesting things are what is going on with, with Brainiac and Lobo and, and really this question of, the will uh, to power as, as the title indicates, which is does seg have the willpower to be able to overcome brainiac who was extremely confident when we first saw him and seg together on on kolu and also how brainiac basically, uh, manipulated and, uh, you know, with the powers of suggestion and like we saw Making himself appear as Val in the, in the, in the first episode, uh, as far as just trying to convince Seg to even break out of the Phantom Zone. Right. And we, we've, we seen, you know, each time we get these iterations of them and whenever we're first on Kulu and in, in, in the season premiere, uh, this contest of wills and, and it really does, and it really does pick up from even from the end of last season when they had their showdown on Krypton, on Candor, And I really liked that Seg... We, we've seen the growth of Seg as a character through Brainiac and, and Brainiac's manipulations that, okay, you fooled me in the Phantom Zone. You were, a, we, you were able to infiltrate my mind and, and basically use me as a vessel to elude Lobo. But now Seg stood up to him and basically... Through all the visions that Brainiac had while they were in the in Brainiac's I guess birthing nest and in his mind, um, was able to to overcome that.
0: Yeah, something that they did that was really. Now that I'm thinking about it. And and they just touched on it. And I kind of hope that they go back and explore it more. Lord, Lord only knows if we're able to do that, but Sag turns it around at one point because he argues back at Brainiac that he's not a God. Now we've seen this trope come up before, but it's always implied that the hero views themselves as a God and that they, they abuse their power with, with Brainiac. Start initially, I would have never thought that, but you can see how he is does have that perspective, and for him, it's all about knowledge. Yet, I think with with Seg, the way they phrase the question at the start of the episode is, "What are you hiding? Mm-hmm. What aren't you letting me see?" And the thing, put emotion aside and humanity aside, the thing that Seg has, I think, at the end of the day, is fate. Yeah. I mean I mean yes, this show is starting to um exhaust this whole time travel issue, yet at the same time the, the moment where Brainiac looks at him and is like, You intrigue me, son of Krypton. Jills. Jills, chills. Yeah. chills, chills. Yeah. Like and that right there, there this this guy has something very important too. He has to have sex. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, couldn't even, I couldn't even finish it. But literally, he, he was put on this planet for one time, five minutes or less. Yeah. Yep. He's got to get in and then get yep. out. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Now that I figured this out, boy, yeah. the jokes that I'm going to come up with. <laughs> and, but, but I mean, at the end of the day, we know that it it all leads to one night.
1: <laughs> it leads to one night. Yeah. Yeah. Your goal. Yeah. So one night. Is, and, yeah. and that's
0: something that no matter the knowledge, because with knowledge, all you have is history and maybe right. the present day, but you never have the future. And right. that's really what Seg has on his side.
1: He does have a super on his side, but also, I mean, he does have destiny. And he does, and it, and it does relate back to sex. And speaking of which, I mean, Brainiac tried to manip- manipulate Seg through his feelings with uh, with Lyda and and trying to, I don't, you know, basically break him, and 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 use him, and and possibly because he knows that de- the destiny that awaits. The house of L, uh, try to, you know, keep the current timeline as it is, which if that, if all things go as they are currently destined, you know, Krypton will be a planet that is, that is put in the bottle and, and doesn't blow up.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. See, I don't know what timeline we are on anymore. I, I get so confused these days because anytime they go to a scene with, um, with Zod and Lida, I'm kind of, I'm still creeped out.
1: <laughs> well, I, I'm not, I'm not creeped out anymore. It's to me, it's just, a, it's the power imbalance. And I guess it's, part of it is just the, the physical, his imposing nature over, over Lida, I think is the thing that gets me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that that could be it. It just, I mean, on that note, the the way that she was basically groveling mm-hmm. for power and to be allowed to go someplace else, I'm kind of like, you're the mom. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're. I don't understand why why he is like all in charge and you're the second. Shouldn't it be reversed? However, I did appreciate that they acknowledged that part of the the awkwardness between these two is that he comes from a place where he knows a different version of her and i think that's really interesting because i mean people grow up people change and and events have to happen at the same time i'm just thinking to myself dude you're never gonna get born unless seg comes back like what does he does it does he think that she's already pregnant or something?
1: I think that's that he must, that must be the case here is that she is already pregnant with him. Cause that's the only, otherwise it was Seg being gone. Yeah. I mean, it's the whole predestination, you know, pre-existence paradox. He'll Marty McFly himself. And so I think he knows, I think that when Seg and, and Lina, that did reunite uh, late last season, I guess when they were in the catacombs or whatever, I think that's when he was conceived.
0: Well, how long has it been? Because I could have sworn it's been six months.
1: Right. Well, yeah, that's true.
0: That girl does not put on weight then.
1: No, no, she's not showing at all. <laughs> unless, unless he was born into the birthing chamber. Yeah, I guess that. So she. Yeah, so Seg has to come back, and now he is back. So. Maybe they do hook up now, so that he can be conceived.
0: You know, you know. As man, my mind is going to. Um, oh, I have it now. Well, well, you you know. Well, um, it's all about. Can you feel the love tonight?
1: Yeah, it it's is. It's in the air. It's in the air.
0: oh my god it's just there's something about this that just blows my mind but i mean this i i like this episode a lot better than last week even though I, i have to say like season two so far of this show is really good i really like that we're no longer on um Kalu and that that's that arc has wrapped up yeah. I don't think this is the last we're gonna see of either Brainiac or Lobo. Oh, but but it's I if we had continued in another episode, it I think it would have been stretched too long yeah. because it is very important Sagan Sagan Adam to keep us engaged with what's going on to Krypton. We need those two characters because I think besides Brainiac and besides Lobo, that whole arc really worked well because we, every now and then we get some of the best banter mm-hmm. I've seen in a while. Yeah. yeah. Adam saying, what do you mean birth? What do you mean I mean birth? And like all of this stuff, was I dead? Maybe just a little bit, but I undeaded you. And I really <laughs> need you to stop talking about how you died. <laughs> <laughs> It's just yeah, like he said so, it twice.
1: He said it twice. I, I laughed out loud at that moment. Whenever he said that, I, I truly did. And uh, and you know, and whenever uh, Lobo and and uh, Adam had their mm-hmm. Re- mm-hmm. moments, and he's so soft, and you know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's so soft. Yeah, and then he's like, oh yeah, that that whole thing was really. And you know, this, this brings up what I also wanted to talk about with this arc. They, we always talk about how a lot of these bigger movies or shows, you have so many different villains, you have so many different plot lines going on, and yet on Kalu, it's one plot line, two villains, yeah. two, two protagonists, a, a lot of different agendas, yet the fact that Lobo he He's he's after Sag and Adam, but he's really after Brainiac. So the enemy of my enemy. At the same time, though, Lobo has no no loyalty to Sag and Adam. So it's not like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. It's more like if I have to go through you to get to him, I will. Yeah, and. And it's just a, it's a, it's a cat and mouse game. And I like how they brought up that, that subconscious level where there's another battle going on between Brainiac and Seg.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I like that too. I mean, that was really, I mean, we talked about how long they was remaining on that. And I think our consensus was that it would be the third episode when they would get back to the Krypton. So I agree with you. A hundred percent. They ended that arc at the appropriate time. The, the subconscious fight that Seg and, and Brainiac was having, um, was really, I think it was really, really important because I think it, 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 again, to get to my earlier point, it shows the growth of Seg. Um, but also, I I think Cameron Cuff actually, like, tweeted out something there. where Seg basically is also a con man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so that was fully on display there uh, where he, he basically had faked uh, uh Brainiac and was able to defeat him that way. Because again, Brainiac is always, as you said, he's always thinking logically and very, he, he and, and without the, the emotional element, which, it, which they did discuss in the episode. And so because of that X factor, that is the one way that even though Brainiac tried to manipulate him and, and try to use the emotional connection that Seg has with Lida to his advantage, he did it was a linear thing. It wasn't the passion and the Eros that would allow for you know, to have that love affair between the two characters of Seg and Lida. And so that was how Brainy how Seg was able to defeat Brainy and you know, get him out of his head
0: yeah yeah and meanwhile i mean brainiac now is just a hearted heartbroken boy because clearly throughout his time inside of Zeg, Zeg, mm-hmm. he he developed feelings he did attraction mm-hmm. to the will and to the power and and it's very it reminds me a lot of what happens in infinity war between um Between Thanos and either whether it's Steve Rogers or even, uh, Iron Man. Mm -hmm. Like there's a respect in the people when you think you're above everything else on the planet and then all of a sudden you encounter something that rivals your power. There, there, there's a mutual attraction. And, and unfortunately Brainiac was not put on, put in the story to have sex with Seg. Therefore.
1: Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope.
0: Nope.
1: There may be some affection there, but Brainiac is just going to be left high and dry.
0: I mean, to to his credit, he did get inside.
1: <laughs> he did get inside, but not ins- yeah. He, yeah. There was some intimacy in other ways, but not uh, not physical. <laughs> See,
0: the DCU has no idea the comedic goldmine. They're just sitting (laughs) (laughs) on this character. (laughs) Oh man, what else happened? That what is going on with Jaina and Dev?
1: I, 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 yeah, I saw your note in the in the in the notes about that. And that, I mean, Dev is just well, he's he's a broken man, and that that meltdown moment wasn't, you know, I, I. when I saw, when I first saw it, I was like, did they? And then I was like, no, it's more, it's more, he, he was just broken. And we and really the, at, the, at its core, the Satchitari were, were not after Jaina. They were actually after him. And so, so her coming back to, uh, Candor basically, or the Outlands, uh, basically gave him the opportunity to, to take care of those, those Satchitari. Uh, but in in doing so, in their exposition that they were having there, he, he realizes the world that they once knew was completely gone. And and I think he's broken from that. And so, uh, Jaina, whereas Jaina also sees that world gone, she is now, you know, very just in. Going back to what you've always said, the duty and the strength and that kind of thing, she responds in a very strong pull up these straps. I'm going to deal with this kind of thing. Whereas Dev is just uh, just an emotional mess and he breaks down. And so when he had that meltdown, this cradles with her in the in the bed, it was just it was just that. I mean, he was just a broken. Beat down dude and he was just growing cr- cr- up like a little baby.
0: Maybe it's because I forgot who he was. <laughs> Maybe it's because I really wanted to see this, this, uh, Sagittari rogue, rogue arc for Jaina that I'm kind of like, really we get five minutes of her and half the time she's, her, she's with her, her daughters. The ex fiance mm-hmm. in a bed and cradling him, yeah, and i'm yeah. just i'm i like i I guess what I'm missing is a a reminder about why why he is so disturbed and and initially, I thought his eyes were gonna go pitch black again when mm-hmm. they were in that bed because it was right after Seg apparently kills or Lobo kills a brainiac. And so I thought, I thought there was a disturbance in the force. (laughs) (laughs) And, and so it just, it just was weird for me. And, and the way she looks at him, Mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm like, that's not granted. Clearly I've just been misreading everything this whole episode. So. (laughs)
1: No, no, you're not, you're not misreading. Well, yeah, you did that one. Uh, Yeah. I thought I didn't, I did like I said, for a moment I had that as well, but then I was like, no, that's, no, it's, it's not that. It's, it's, this is a totally different, totally different vibe and different feeling that she has for him. Uh, and I'm trying to remember back to season one. And I'll have to, maybe have to just do some cheat sheet. Cheat. What was his arc that caused him to, to go to the out, outlands? And I don't know if it was because he was, well, so if,
0: listeners... if I if I think if I remember correctly, I feel like at one point he got his arm cut off. He he, did. he was he was got possessed by a Brainiac, and I also think he realized what Brainiac also realized: Seg is not for them, mm-hmm. and Lida is not for him, mm-hmm. and and he's not been put in the story to have sex with Lida. He's not. Yeah. 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 So what did yeah. we learn today, people? Krypton yeah. is about one thing. It's sex. about sex. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> the craptown boys do deliver.
1: <laughs> they do deliver. They do. They do.
0: <laughs> oh man. Uh, I still think pretty much everything going on with Nyssa and Vess, all Battlestar Galactica, too much like Battlestar Galactica for me. Um, and it's like the worst part of Battlestar Galactica not the interesting part. I still think he's a Cylon. okay he, he, Will, I don't know if you watched this episode any differently now that I've concocted this Cylon theory but <laughs> but he's he's standing there directing orders, talking about supplies and I'm just like this this guy was a scientist. He was a person who looked to the stars. Where did all of this kind of Sagittarius strategery come into play? But then he, he, he fumbled a bit. I'm just like, dude, I thought you were smart. Nissa clearly, like, there's mastermind manipulation happening here. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, well, you know, some people lived. And, and th- that, that other girl is looking at him like, yeah, but, Don't you think they want us to think that this is for our own good?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I don't know where, yeah, I don't know if his time in the Phantom Zone has like caused him to lose his edge or, or what, but I, I had that same thought as well that he, he has, he has definitely lost something, a little zip on his fastball because the, the valve that we encountered last season would, would not have been, um, so easily duped and, and would have been more critical by seeing how easy things went with that, with, with their mission.
0: Yeah. It's just the signs are all here. The bit, the, I, I still, I'm very, I'm very adamant that there is going to be some sort of, some sort of reveal that, that he is working with Saad or that he, has his own plan, his own political agenda. Because this is what is currently missing from the show this season, and I don't know, Will, if you've noticed it. Mm-hmm. There is something always very Shakespearean mm-hmm. about the the better storylines in this genre. Yeah. There is nothing currently Shakespearean about what's currently happening. There's, yeah. There, there hasn't been a betrayal yet. The Nyssa thing does not count.
1: No. Well, no. That's is, the
0: thing. She's a clone. Well,
1: <laughs> oh, she's a clone one and two. She, yeah. I mean, this is the deal that she made to 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 save Korvac. So.
0: But <laughs> more importantly, not human. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's <Yeah. laughs> a uh, You're punchy today.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and so it's just that I I. And, and the whole Lida thing, you can argue it because we still got the Romeo and Juliet thing.
1: That's going to be the betrayal. That, there's your, there's, there's your betrayal because in order for, well, no, yeah, in order for sex for Zod to basically lose and go back to the future wherever he belongs, she's going to betray him.
0: And yet she still has sex with Zag, even though we know that leads just to Drew all over again.
1: Yeah, yeah, but but the new Drew won't. But she, this new timeline, the, the restored timeline, Drew Zod does not come
0: back. You know, I'm just, I'm just, I don't, I don't trust the Craptown boys. Okay, therefore, and Vess is one of them. Vess is a Krypton, therefore he's a Craptown boy. <laughs> I don't know. Some you, You're right. It's. It, it. You bring up a good point. It's probably is this whole Drew and Lyda thing. There is that is going to come to a breaking point, and it ultimately does have to be her who sends him back, mm-hmm. and then brings him back, and then oh, talk about paradoxes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. But yeah. But getting, getting back to Val, the reason why I don't think Val will. I mean, he may have some other political. Mission that, that as far as this end game, but I, I don't think it's going to be, uh, I don't think it's going to be where he betrays Seg. I mean, I, it may be, you know, he may, he may end up losing, you know, the, the, maybe the resistance may crumble or something like that, which maybe leads to like Lida basically realizing that this new world that her son's building is it what she what she wants? And he he has this. That's where the betrayal will come, and she has to send him back or whatever.
0: Well, I just think that he ends up back in the phantoms, though.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So we'll see, we'll see. All right. Well, that is it for us tonight on Craptown. Uh, <laughs> will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you?
1: Uh, you can find me at Will and Polk. That's W I L L M P O L K.
0: And you can find me at S J Belmont. S J B E L M O N T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Nerd, Friend us on Facebook, falls and Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Spotify. Good night, geek, geek out. You're welcome.